Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guests do a lot of work for AGC with our lobbying team. We have Sinet Magnus and David Sweeney. Sinet and David are both attorneys with Lewis Rice LLC. They are contracted for AGC Missouri and really work in the St. Louis regional area. So Sinet, Dave, welcome. Thanks so much for having us. My pleasure. Thank you. Sinet, why don't we lead off with you? Why don't you talk about some of the history and experience you've had working both before you came to AGC and what you're doing now that you're with part of our lobbying team? Sure. Before my uh, tenure here working with the AGC, I well first lived in Atlanta and then moved to St. Louis to work for the federal judiciary. And in that capacity, I advised our courts on the proper disposition of high-level bankruptcy matters, particularly uh, major corporate restructurings. And then I had a kind of a reinvention of my legal career here at Lewis Rice, where I am and practice law now. I spend about half my time litigating, and the other half is doing some local lobbying work. And in that capacity, I'm so proud to represent the AGC of Missouri at the city and county levels mainly. And the type of work we do really involves meeting with stakeholders in government that are thinking about, contemplating, or in the process of implementing any laws or you know ordinances, bills, or any changes that would affect our members trying to get ahead of those changes or at least being involved in the conversations and seeing what we can do to soften the blow if there is a blow coming or to get rid of the issue altogether when appropriate so that our members can continue to conduct business in optimal and profitable ways. Dave, how did you get involved with AGC and Lewis Rice and Sinet and this whole thing we're in here. This whole thing that's, that's going on now. Being an attorney slash lobbyist is actually a second career for me. I started out as a high school special ed teacher and did that for eight years. And the last three years I did that, I went to law school in the evenings. So uh, I've been now practicing for about 15 years. After being in private practice for a short time, I had the honor to start as general counsel for the newest president of the Board of Alderman, Lewis Reed at the time who is still there. After about a year, I transferred over to the entire Board of Aldermen and served as a clerk and attorney for the Board of Aldermen. What Sinet said is so true on what we do and the interactions, and it's not necessarily with just elected officials. So much of it's with the people behind the scenes, whether that be the building commissioner, the building commissioner's assistant. All the way down, there are different folks that really have an impact on legislation and implementation. So we develop those relationships, and we attend 
weekly county council meetings, the weekly board of aldermen meetings, committee meetings, meet with different elected officials if they want to meet, just touch base with them on a very frequent basis. So there's an open line of communication anytime. So they know that we or they are on behalf of AGC, and they think of us when things that might might affect our members. And uh, it's a it's a really great opportunity. We really appreciate it. Well, Sinet, during the time that you've been under contract with AGC and working for us as a lobbyist, what do you think you would say is one of your biggest successes that you've had? I think one of the biggest successes I've had is First of all, being able to get called to the table when the MBEWBE conversation was underway and both the city and the county had legislation drafted. Number one, we were able to sit down and meet and identify a lot of the issues with the practicality of implementing that legislation. And I think the biggest impact I was able to have is to have a conversation with the procedures for what happened when goals were not met and how the 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 appeal process would um, take place and what the punishment would be and having that conversation has really caused the city to pause Um, we're still discussing that that still hasn't been ironed out but where they once thought it was i was happy to be able to say hold hold up uh, but yeah. having our <laughs> having our involvement injected a little reality into the discussion. Absolutely. Um, I think that I can strike little. Having our involvement injected reality of the limitations on, on what was proposed um, as the means to implement and enforce those goals. Now, while we're on that topic, what do you see going forward with that particular issue in the city? In terms of um, implementation, regulation, uh, any further changes? We don't anticipate further changes to the actual legislation in the near future. And kind of like I like I, I started to say, we see more comprehensiveness and transparency in what the procedures will be to enforce. That's what I foresee some attention being paid to that probably, you know, maybe a little bit further down the line in 2020, we're probably going to get past elections and then start to see that discussion revive on if if goals aren't met, then this is what's going to happen or this is what the fine would be or the procedure and this is who will be fined, this is who will not be fined, um, this is how you can prove that you have cured and so, so on and so forth. Working through a lot of those practical details. That's right. Yes, and also a, a huge asset to us is Steve Lewis with AGC and and the relationships he has as well and his reputation um, as being accessible and very open and, and straight shooter. So together with Steve, we've been able to get a lot of things done for the membership that I think is very helpful. Now, Dave, you mentioned that you've been working on a lot of this permitting issues that we've that's been going on for five, six, seven, eight years. It seems like that's just the gift that keeps giving. So where are we on a streamlined permitting process in the in the area? Yes. And and that goes back to Anthony Lancia, who is kind of transitioned into a different role but is still guiding this. And this all all credit goes to Anthony on this. 
you know, government changes and different people come into office and see opportunities differently than others do. For and the better and for the for worse. For the better right? and the worse. And, and right now, is with the county undergoing a significant change with a new county executive, and I think he has a short window to get quite a bit done, honestly. He's going to be up for re-election um, in August. So that is definitely an opportunity we think that is positive. And we're getting a lot of stakeholders involved, and, and Anthony is – done an amazing job in getting those people back together and at times to your point where it's kind of gone away or there wasn't an interest he has stayed very focused on that and and we continue to go forward with it what do you see the future of that project i'm I'm optimistic i really am i think in in the anthony i spoke last week and the, the people that he has involved and that are excited about it i think it brings together not it's not just an agc thing anymore and and anytime you can get collaborative work from different sectors and everybody's seeing the value of it i'm very optimistic to this so net outside of the permitting and the mwdbe sort of issues that you're dealing with what other sort of things do you see in your crystal ball that our governmental affairs group is going to be dealing with in the year or two ahead well, I don't know that we necessarily need a crystal ball to know that we have two looming major developments. Number one is going to be what happens with our airport and especially the space around and all the land and acreage around our airport. No matter what happens, we know that there's serious attention being paid to the opportunities and the building opportunities and development opportunities and Dave and I will absolutely be on the forefront on keeping our air to the ground in what the prospect of our members getting really good shots at being involved in the building. Because that's really a combination of public development, private development, all sorts, zoning issues, all those sort of things that have to go on. Who owns what? Who owns what? what the ideas are going to be. Are we going to be building out 20 different buildings there? Are we going to put a big shopping mall, maybe new parking facilities, new... There are, the, the possibilities are endless as to what might happen in that space, and all of which will touch and concern the AGC of Missouri. Is this tied up with the privatization at all? Yes, it's absolutely part and parcel of whether or not the airport will be leased and privately managed, yes. Any thoughts on where that might go or when a decision might be made on that? You know, well, Len, Dave and I are are representing one of the many groups that submitted uh, RFQ or responded to the RFQ, rather. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're still waiting to see back if we'll make it to the next round to submit a proposal. But whether it is uh, the group that we're involved in or any other group, one thing's sure the airport is under a microscope in terms of how to maximize that space, especially mm-hmm. the, the building itself or the two terminals, as well as all the space around. And the possibilities are endless for our members to have opportunities to be involved in that development. So you don't want to guess where it's going to end up, but things are moving. Things are 100% moving. Yeah, I do. I, de- I think I think it's safer to say I don't want to jinx anything. Right. Um, right. But regardless of what happens, we know that the interest is there to do something with the buildings themselves as well as the acreage around. Great. And then number two, of course, would be 
the stadium. And I'll just turn it over to Dave to talk about that. Dave, let's talk about this new soccer stadium a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Uh, again, in full disclosure, that's a, a client of ours, and we, we lobby on their behalf. But we're really excited. We see it. It's, it's a diff, totally different than the first plan um, that we were able to get through on a different ownership group, but subsequently failed at the ballot box. This is a bigger stadium, a different location. It goes north of Market. Uh, it's not just the area that MoDOT has directly west of Union Station. They'll also use that. Mm-hmm. There'll be practice facilities there. The offices will be there. So it's it's a true commitment to the city. And it's really, if people get a chance to look at the planet, it's really neat. There's The stadium has no back to it. All four sides, because the deliveries are done underground through the the underpass now so there'll be about 700 parking spots but just as important trash deliveries construction everything will go underneath so whatever view you have of the stadium you don't face the back of it all four sides are equal and it's a square things are looking really good uh this last plan and the incentives that go along with it people are positive that aren't always positive about development in the city we were very lucky to have the Taylor family and Jim Cavanaugh and the ownership group and their commitment to St. Louis. This will be a huge asset, not just to the region, but a, a good bookend to downtown West. And with all the amazing stuff that's gone on at Union Station, I, I cannot believe how neat a simple Ferris wheel is and how it adds to the skyline. In closing, Dave, anything else you want to make sure that you get in front of our members and the listeners here about where we're headed in the region? Absolutely. Thank you. In closing, elections are always ongoing, so continue to watch those. The county executive race is, is going to heat up. Uh, our current county executive, Sam Page, is has announced he's running. He will next week. Our assessor, Jake Zimmerman, has officially announced that he's running. I don't know if Mark Montavani will run again. He did last time and came very close. So that is something to definitely watch in the county. And and the region is the freeholders. If that goes anywhere, they're trying to seat the city folks. But there are very a lot of folks that are very committed to that process and a a great group of people. Mark Montavani is one of them, actually, but a great group of citizens that are willing to take a day every week for the next year to meet and to really maybe look at something that uh, could happen for our region. I mean, with the way the Better Together ended up not being very working out i see a real opportunity here for the region and to just work together and look at ways we could all be successful sonette how about some last thoughts from you of what you see going ahead and what sort of things you'd like to share with folks i think i like to echo everything that dave said it's a really positive and exciting time for our city and our region with all the moving parts and all the opportunity for development we're going to see way more housing going up in pretty much every sector of the city and the county way more development um, is coming down the pipeline which you know might be affected by changes um, in zoning changes to changes to um, limitations on how to build and we're going to also see a lot of changes coming with the marijuana legislation finally coming to fruition and we'll see who are the successful bidders of the li- or recipients of the licenses are going to be and there'll be a lot of opportunity there and of course the biggest opportunity that we've we don't want to lose sight of NGA with groundbreaking and so much opportunity for our members to get a piece of that action we're excited to be in the city of St. Louis and we're definitely grateful to represent the EGC of Missouri. Well, between 
the work that you two are doing to make sure that we have a seat at the table. I really appreciate it. I know it's a lot of hard work and a lot of moving pieces, but you all do a great job for us. Thanks very much. Thank you, Len. Thanks, Len. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.